Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet, a mattress that is designed to fit everybody and everybody. Snooze Mattress is introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress where you can choose from soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with our reversible and washable temperature regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow. You buy one mattress to last eight years, but a lot can change in that amount of time as you get fitter, heavier, and older. Customize your comfort, zip it, flip it, and choose your snooze. Did you know a study at UC Berkeley suggests that couples who struggle to sleep well fight more often? We spend half of our lives asleep, and for some of us, we spend 100% of that time sleeping alongside our significant other. The snooze flip split king it would allow couples to customize their sleep for more restful nights and without sleeping in different rooms. Don't sacrifice your sleep for your partner. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. Going to get into some JT Comfort talk today, as well as answering some viewer questions. So it should be a uh, fun, quick little show for you on your uh, your Thursday. Should be, yeah, just hanging out, having a good time. AJ, Yo, how are you doing? It's snow eve up in here. Yeah, it's going to snow tomorrow. Finally, finally, finally you're going to Middle gonna of get December is all it took to, yeah. to get some proper snow. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. A uh, little snow eve. I'm actually... If I didn't have to go to morning skate, I'd be a lot more excited. <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's going to snow at 6 a.m. All right. Just be done by like 8, 830. Yep. And then we'll be good. I actually don't know what the schedule is. They sent it to us and I forgot to look. Schedule for me is go to the bar. Fuck yeah. So I get the easy life. Oh, it's um, 1030. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not too, too bad. All right. Holy so, crap, man. I didn't check my email for one day, and I have 33 emails. Such a slacker. What in the world? Uh, all right. I'm JT Comfort scheduled to return to the Avs lineup in tomorrow's game. What are your expectations here, AJ? Because Comfort has missed a significant amount of time. The Avs are... It's unclear exactly how healthy Nazem Kadri is right now. So returning Jacob McDonald and Jason Magna to the Eagles today. Yeah. There's your, there's, there's always little hints in the AHL. Um, Like when, when the Eagles started sending guys back to the Grizzlies. Yeah. I I saw that too. I was like, hmm. Some people about to get sent down. That's right. <laughs> so 
they uh no they 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 sent those two guys down uh you know McDonald played defense last night uh which is notable just because both McDonald and McDermott could be either one yeah, can play both yeah um McDermott played a grand total of like three and a half minutes something like that last night yep um <laughs> it makes it tough to feel like oh they'll definitely play him defensively yeah. as the sixth guy on defense right. feels like a pretty quick way to be the 13th forward but yeah <laughs> um but i but i i'm not sure like without without knowing exactly what the plan is there um uh, because they with no McDonald and and Byram, if Byram is still hurt, right, someone has to play that D spot. Right, then you're talking. You're either rolling five D uh, and and thirteen forwards, which is just unnecessary, or you're rolling Curtis McDermott on defense, which also feels unnecessary. <laughs> so it's kind of a kind of a strange thing. Uh, I know this is about JT Comper. Uh, but really, like when you when you sit down and you start to look at the forward core here, I'm going to assume. And again, I always do this, and sometimes Until it goes you okay. Hear otherwise, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. I'm going to assume that Kadri is a go for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like they wouldn't have sent Magna down if they weren't planning on having yeah. Kadri available. I agree with that. Um, they, you know, they could always call somebody up. It's five o'clock right now, so they could always call somebody up right in now. In the middle of the show, as they love to do. <laughs> yeah, well, so five o'clock is... Uh, it's when the next day rolls over. Yeah, you know? that's that's when the money day rolls over. So if the ads call somebody up now, they don't have to pay them for the rest of today. They have to... They start paying them for tomorrow. So they could always do that. But it seems like, you know, if they were going to do that, Megno would have been the guy because Kadri's a center. Right. Why even send him down at that point? Or I should say they've been playing Megna as a as center. A center. Yeah. yeah. And with Kadri at center, it just seemed like that would have been the guy that just stuck around. But um, when you go through their forward core, if they have Kadri, your top six feels pretty set. Yep. Now, whether or not Burakovsky's in that top six or it's Logan O'Connor in that top six. <laughs> I can't believe we're saying this, but, but here we are. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, with with the success that Abe Kubela's had, you know, this because I think he's kind of the linchpin to this conversation. Abe Kubela's five points in eleven games in Colorado. I mean, it's a realistically, we're targeting Comfort for a return to the third line, right? Or and if not the third, then the fourth. It's unlikely you're going to see him towards the top six. Well, so we saw we saw Darren Helm take third line minutes the other with day. Yeah. Newhook and Burakovsky. Yeah. If you just put Comfer there, you probably feel better about that, right? Significantly so. Uh and then and then you have Helm with Jost and Abe Kubel on your fourth line, and you actually feel pretty good about that fourth line. Yep. That's a in theory. The the reality is, is that Tyson Jost seems to go, you know, when he plays in the third line, he looks solid. I, I think Tyson Jost just kind of is who Tyson Jost is. I'm, yep. I'm done dreaming. Yep. Uh, and I'm, and I'm fully into the acceptance stage of like there won't be a next step. This is just who he's going to be, and I'm, yep. I'm good with that. Uh, but Darren Helm, Darren Helm was going through Darren Helm's game logs last night. 
because I put in the grades when he's next to poor line mates, he produces poor results when he gets up and he produce and he's plays a game with better line mates. He has better results. He doesn't drive anything. He doesn't seem to personally impact anything. He just sort of seems to whatever his line mates are doing, he does. And so if you put him with Jason Magna and Curtis McDermott, he doesn't do very well. If you put him with Alex Newhook and Andre Burakovsky, they produce pretty good shot together. But Darren Helm, you watch the game and you're like, he's dead weight on this line. Yeah. What did name one thing that he did other than that weird thing on the PK where he danced around and then lost the puck and created a scoring chance for the Uh, Rangers power play. He deflected the Rangers first goal. Yeah, right. The the first goal goes <laughs> off his skate, and also he had that one shot in front that true, true. that poor that poor poor kid yeah. <laughs> actually made a nice save on. Um, but other than that, it's like not a whole lot. Yeah. yeah, like there's not a lot going on there. So I think I think Comfer slides into some configuration there where if you have Comfer, Burakovsky, and Newhook, you have significantly more goal scoring than just about any other third line. Like your, your upside there is a lot higher, especially when you consider that two thirds of that could easily be your second line next season. Yep. Um. So I think, I think that's probably where I would start with Comfort. Now, if they want to move the lines, you know, whatever they want to do with O'Connor, you know, O'Connor scored two goals last night, but neither one of them had anything to do with his line mates. Yeah. So it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like, oh, well, he played up on the line and he produced, you know, like he scored two goals independent of his teammates <laughs> that were just great solo efforts. <laughs> uh, so it's, it, it's tough to, it's tough to really like kind of give him that credit, but also you, it, it would be weird if you I, he won't be on the fourth line. Like LOC is, is going to be somewhere in your top nine right now. I yep. I the I, I think the idea of a LOC new hook Burakovsky third line is really really fun. Yeah, I I mean I think there's a lot of configurations. Thank you for the super chat, Brooks. Lost a good buddy of mine today to COVID. He loved the ads and Denver that. Sports. Wanted to give a shout out to him on the pod. You watch post game pods. Hold your fam close. DNVR family. R.I.P. Eric. Yeah, that, sorry love. to hear that, man. We That's hate that. We hate never, that news. Never good news. Yeah. Hate the news. All love. All love to to his family though, and uh, and to you for giving him the shout out and remembering him, and you know. Our, our our lost ones live on through us. Yep. So, you know. Very much so. Um, on back to the pod. Weird transition. Yeah. Uh, always is. JT Comfort. Yeah. Uh, what are we expecting out of roles here? Because you've already talked about Logan O'Connor certainly is producing too much to be a fourth line player. Alex Newhook mm-hmm. has been producing very, very effectively for the yeah. abs in this stint. How how do you see that line of call it Newhook Berkey and and Comfer functioning? Is Newhook the distributor there? Yeah, um, I think well, especially because when you look at where Newhook is scoring from, uh, sure. it's it's in the slot on the power play. Yeah, <laughs> um, at even strength, you'd like to see and and like Comfer. Comfer is kind of odd because they keep forcing him at center, and it's not great. 
Uh, obviously, the five goals that he had in 12 games to start this year, like he was one of the only guys that was doing anything while he was playing. Yep. Things have changed drastically a lot <laughs> since JT Confer went out of the lineup. So uh, I'm 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 actually just as curious. I'm I'm curious to the answer to your question. To be honest, I'm. We'll see. Is the yeah, answer. I really well because with 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 the way that they've used with Bed, the way that Bedner has utilized Comfer in recent years, it's all over the lineup. Yeah, and I made the point last night that they're using LOC as a more effective JT Comfer right now. And so when JT Comfer himself yeah, comes yeah. back. He's been a little. What do you do? Just the guy who goes all over the lineup. Right? Yeah, yeah, like what do you do? This is where this is where you're like, well, JT Comfort for Jake DeBrusque is right there for both teams. <laughs> just make it happen, right? Like that's that's like I'm nothing against JT, but it's like the money the money works, the role works. DeBrusque plays on your left side. Um, they get somebody to replace Eric Howell, who kind of sucks now. Like. You know, like it's right there for both teams if they just want to make that phone call and go, yeah, all right, cool, let's just let's try it. Yeah, and then if it doesn't work, you know, just swap them back at the deadline. It's fine. That's how <laughs> hockey works. No, I honestly, I, I, I'm curious where where they envision Comfer because they when he when he got hurt, he was a huge part of their offense. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, he was not the now. leading scorer for a hot second yeah. there. So Yeah, now since he got hurt, nope, uh, they haven't had any problems. All right. Well, if you're curious where your partner envisions your man parts, hit up Manscaped. Get 20% off. Use code DNVR at checkout, and you can get the perfect package 4.0 with free shipping. It's got all the tools you need to uh, make your vision come true for whatever you want it to look like. They got uh, obviously the lawnmower 4.0, but they got things like toner. They got the uh, deodorants. They got now body wash and shampoo and everything. You can take care of your entire body, man. Manscaped's got the whole gamut of tools for you to use. So you're feeling fresh, clean, crop and nice. Look at that. The crop cleanser right there. You're good to go. Uh, so hit up Manscaped. Use that DNVR code to get 20% off. And oh. of course, hit also, up our. Oh. If you get uh, if you buy Manscaped, you buy like one of their like uh, their things. You can get one of these too. It's a travel case. Yeah, yeah, the nice little travel case for everything. Yeah. It's super nice too, dude. I always I always forget when I yeah. travel that I don't. I'm actually gonna we're gonna take the tag off of this, and I'm just gonna start <laughs> utilizing this because <laughs> it's super nice and it's big. It's very spacious. It's it's great. It's exactly what you want for a uh, for a for a low carrier case for some of your. Uh, some of your hygiene products. All right. Hit up DraftKings Sportsbook as well right now. If you bet $1 on any NFL game and either team scores a singular point, you get $100 in free bets when you sign up with a new account with code DNBR. So just go get yourself, excuse me, go get yourself $100 in free bets with DraftKings that you can bet on whatever you want, whether it be Kale McCarr to win the Norris or uh, Jokic to BMVP, whatever you want to bet on. They got you covered for pretty much anything under the sun. The other day, I saw actually there was uh, some, I, I don't know what, it, it's just, they called it bowls. It's indoor, like, lawn bowling, essentially. 
Have you've never seen that? No, but I am definitely intrigued. <laughs> Tell me more. So, um, this is the next thing we're betting on. So I don't actually know what the rules to bocce ball are, but I think it's basically bocce ball. Okay. In fact, it is bocce ball based on this picture that I just pulled up. If you know what bocce ball is, you don't. I don't know. Okay. All right. This is, this is somehow totally foreign to me. I've never heard of any of this. It's like, um, it's, so it's kind of like shuffleboard in some ways. All right. So there's a tiny ball that's like, I don't know how long the like bowling lane is, but it's a fairly long, it's like 50 feet or something away from you, right? Where there's a tiny ball out there and you have to roll these larger balls and get it close to the tiny, as the close as you can to the tiny ball. Um, so I guess it's kind of like curling on a lawn. Oh, is that the is that the sport that they play where that guy has the yeah. one the ball yeah. and it rolls all the way yeah. around and it? Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. familiar now. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what that was called. <laughs> I was just like, "What's the super talented uh, uh, blonde gentleman doing?" Yeah, that's uh, it's called. Uh, they're calling it Bulls on DraftKings. So hit up DraftKings. Cool, man. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We got some uh, some questions to answer from many different people on Twitter. Also, the, uh, the chat can jump in and and do some of the questions too. I'm sure we'll hit up some of their questions. Uh, anything you really wanted to jump on AJ, anywhere you wanted to start. I know we have a bunch more that came in since we started the show. So I got to kind of look through a few of them. Uh, I think we should start with the goaltending just because I got probably four questions alone okay. regarding what the ads are going to do with goaltending uh, at the deadline, which first sure. of all, fam, it's, it's December. December. Like, <laughs> I know everybody wants an answer on what they are going to do. You want the real the real answer about what they're going to do at goaltending at the deadline is it depends completely on what happens in the next three months. But with Kemper and Frankie both getting healthy and coming back next in the next week for Frankie and Kemper's already back, they're going to have for the first time in since the bubble, they're going to have two healthy goaltenders and maybe even before that, because Frankie was dinged up when they went into the Edmonton bubble. Yep. He already was having some hip problems. So it's been a long time since the abs have had two healthy goalies. And you remember when play stopped, Grubauer wasn't healthy because Ian Cole ran over him at the stadium series. So it's been a long time since the abs have had two healthy goal. They're one and two actually truly healthy. So now that I've said this, I've gone ahead and put Give it out into the for world. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tyler Bertuzzi runs over Darcy Kemper tomorrow and hurts him. Well, guaranteed. And the other thing I would say there is we've talked a lot. This was true of Grubauer. <clears throat> this is seemingly true across a lot of goaltenders that get with new teams. You kind of have those first 20 games where they're still adjusting to the new team and getting them to play the way that they want in front of them yeah. to a certain extent. So December, I think, is going to be a month to really pay attention to Darcy Kemper and see if he starts consistently throwing down those quality games 
and then you can start to make decisions when you yeah. get into January, February about whether the abs need to do something in goal or not. Yeah, absolutely. And look, like both of these guys are in contract years. They're they're not just auditioning for the role of NHL goaltender next year. They're auditioning for the role of avalanche goaltender next yep. year. So because the abs have first crack at bringing those guys it either one of these guys back if they want to. And if if both of them get healthy and and really like Kemper misses what three not even, four a, games not even a full week I, like, I guess five games at most it just it? wasn't it just wasn't that big of a deal yeah uh, really goes to show you how things have changed in the uh, the way that we handle concussions these days huh <laughs> he misses he misses a week and it was just like okay well mostly it's, just being it, safe it was know? only a week no biggie <laughs> yeah um. But anyway, that's the, the those guys are going to get first crack. And like you're kidding, you're, you're kidding yourself if you don't think Pavel Francouz is a big part of that that conversation. Uh, they've waited, you know, they gave him a two year deal and have gotten zero games out of that contract so far because he yep. missed all of last year and so far hasn't played. So they want to see some return on that first before they start before they start. Uh, Trying to trade for Marc Andre Fleury, which is the obvious answer here, is if something, if, if things aren't going well, and Marc Andre Fleury is playing even decent hockey, uh, you definitely call Chicago and at least see what's up there about about trying to get him. Considering they gave nothing for him, yep, it can't, it, it just couldn't be an exorbitant price at the deadline to to pry him out of there. You would think not. So, and I think that's the obvious answer uh, is that you get you get a guy where hey, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. I will say, very, very, very few starting goaltender moves at the deadline have ever worked out. Yeah. So, you're really you're fighting against deep against history on that one. Not to say that that's a good reason not to do it. Just we're talking about how Darcy Kemper struggles. You know, and, and new goaltenders struggle. Well, guess what you get when you trade for a goaltender at the trade deadline? You get a new goaltender, except you only get a quarter of the season for him to adjust. Yeah. It's get in and go right away. Yeah. So it's 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 tough sledding. I mean, the I would say the most successful recent example of a major goaltending move at the deadline was probably Robin Leonard. And there's a bit of an asterisk there in that <laughs> It took him two years yeah. to take the job. Had a uh, had another guy that was pretty okay in that right next to yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, I, you know, I I would say I would say you we have to we really have to just see. I know it's not a fun answer, but you really have to see how these guys play. There's no reason to go out and spend assets and and then turn around and watch Mark or or watch Darcy Kemper. You know, do the thing that you want him to do. Uh, no doubt, it's been unacceptable to this point and if it doesn't get better you have to do something but that's what you have the next few months for yep all right next question this one's from uh steph fave cold weather drink and what's your top three ideal goals for this next chunk of 10 games that the abs are in uh examples such as number of wins someone Mm. breaks out darcy's save percentage numbers whatever um I actually don't like most hot drinks. Same. So 
I don't, I, it would just be like a normal drink, like a beer or something. Oh, uh, mine's, I mean, it's nothing special, but I'll, when I'm, when I'm cold, dude, I'll throw down with some hot chocolate. Yeah. That's cho- too chocolatey for me. Yeah. I don't like, don't know. None of that dark chocolate shit. Sure. I can't do that, dude. That's too much. It's just not it. But you throw in like um, a little bit of Swiss miss with some milk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw it down. It's not really well, a drink, but when it's really cold, I'm actually a sucker for a Dairy Queen Blizzard. I also, I also, when it's cold outside, I also get uh, ice cream. Vibes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, next chunk of games for the Abs are already uh, two zero oh, and one in this set of games. Yeah. So pretty That's good nice. start, to say the least. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. Actually, yeah, just this because this is a thing that we've actively been tracking this year. So, yep. I, I think kind of what I already talked about in December, I'm not going to give you any specific numbers because it's hard to do that, but you would like to see Darcy kind of lock it in as the starting goaltender for the yep. abs. That's my number one goal is for Darcy Kemper to start to look like Darcy Kemper that you thought you were getting. Yep. Uh, the other, the other thing, Bowen Byram to get healthy. Yeah, that would be a big one for sure. Um, and you know, Flurry just hasn't been very good in Chicago. He hasn't been bad either. I just... mean, Chicago just hasn't been very good. Let's be real. Yeah, no, for sure. But there's always this thing when a goaltender that you like is on a bad team where you're just like, oh, well, if he if he gets to a good team, magically he'll be good again. And it's just like, well, life doesn't work that way. Um. Anyway, I was just I hadn't actually looked at Flurry's stuff this year. It hasn't again. It hasn't been bad. It just hasn't been very good. It's mostly neutral. Um. So Byram to get healthy, Kemper to. Kemper to, to solidify anything. Is there anything else really high on the wish list? Uh, Alex get, Newhook to really just keep doing the thing. Keep doing it. I get at least 12 points out of the 10 game stretch. He already got five. Yeah. You got to win. I'd say. So, I think so. So you're win so you four want, of seven here. You want seven points out of the next uh, seven, seven games, games. You said? yeah. Do you play 500 mm-hmm. hockey at least? Which really, they should be better than that, but yeah. But I mean, when again, this is what happens when you win games, you yep. put yourself in a position where you're like, Oh, if you have a lull, it's okay, yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna crush you. Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember when uh, we were at the start? The abs were what two and four at the start of the season, yeah. That was a slow start, I yeah. Well, it was they they've won two for sure. Yeah. Since then, I think they were two and four. And then since then they've gone twelve, three, and two. So it's that's a little good. yeah. It's pretty good. Definitely. So I'm I'm ex- I'm excited about where the team is headed and especially when they've just dealt with non-stop injury issues and have fought through pretty admirably. So uh an interesting question here from Ensign Ricky. Is the relevance and quality of depth prospects in the CHL declining? It seems like there's a lot of high-end talent, but USHL, college, Europe seem to be much more common routes of late. Um, I don't know that the I don't know that the talent is declining. I think that the scouting has changed. Yep. Um, I think that uh, for one, I think the USHL has had an influx of talent in recent years. Yep. Uh, I also think that the the way that scouting has changed is that guys who are five foot seven or five foot eight 
off at forward and defense are getting looked at more seriously Way more as draftable. prospects. Yep. And that just opens up the field a little bit more when you're only eyeballing the guys who are playing top four roles and who are six, two and whatever, whatever, like you just kind of narrow it down. You start cutting guys off here. Well, um, and then you start looking at, you start looking at the, the CHL and instead of, instead of using a draft pick on a guy that's on a third line in the CHL, you're using draft picks on guys who are in impact roles in the USHL. Right. It's, it's just a little different. The game has never been more global, and it, yeah. it's the draft is no longer this world where teams have their list of hundred dudes. You get into the third, fourth round, and you just go to the CHL and take a kid. It's yeah. not like that anymore. They're, it's really not. You're seeing more guys come out of like the SM Liga. Yep, we're talking like Finnish juniors. Russian juniors has become a place that teams are actually mining for talent, putting a lot of resources yeah. into because it was hard enough to draft guys out of the KHL before because you just didn't know if they were going to come to the come to North America. Well, now if you're looking at, hey, I'm going to draft up, I'm you know you're trying to find the next Kirill Kaprizov. You've got a fifth round pick. You're going to draft a guy that's deep in a Russian league somewhere, but you like his game versus a CHL guy that just put up 13 points in his draft season and you're just kind of like where's yep. the where's the upside here you know which which guy can you really th- try and translate into something so we're seeing teams put resources into leagues that they previously didn't and this is not to take away from the CHL this year's oh, CHL course. class is insane yeah. you have Shane Wright, Matt Savoy, um Connor Geeky like the top end of the CHL is absolutely out of control yeah, but and like the CHL goes through cycles, just like all the other leagues. You know, I mean, you you had the USNTDB had I think fourteen guys get drafted out of it out of its team. Yep, just a couple of years ago. You know, so since that happened, naturally, <laughs> it's taken some time it, to it hasn't like. Been it's not gonna, of that big of a yeah. yeah. So it's just uh, it's just a. a I think I think you put it perfectly. The the game is more global than ever, and resources are being expended in more leagues than I mean, how many Germans have been drafted highly yeah, in the last right. few years? Between Cider and uh, Paterka and Stutzla, Stutzla. And, and Reichel and yep. you know, like it just there's there, there's a lot of guys that are coming out of Germany now, and I can't I can't stress enough guys getting pulled out of the Finnish juniors, yep. tons of them. Tons of them. You look yeah. at the bottom of the draft classes the last couple of years, and there are so many junior European kids. The other the other thing about the CHL, and I think that this is another factor here, is that you, if you draft a guy out of the CHL, you have two years to make a decision on whether or not you want to give him a, a, an ELC. Yep. If you draft a guy out of Europe, you draft a guy out of the USHL, you draft a college kid, all these other leagues, you have four years to decide if that guy is good enough. And significantly more time, especially if you're drafting goaltenders, it's hard to know after two years. Look at Trent Miner as a great example. He had a great year, got drafted. Everybody was really hyped. His D plus one wasn't any good. Yep. We were talking, we were like, he's not getting a contract. D plus two, COVID happens. And without him throwing up shutouts left and right in the, in the WHL bubble, the way that he did, he probably doesn't get a contract. It yep. took him having the run of his life to get a deal. 
And that's just, it's just reality there. So I, I think the ELC factor is, it does play a role, but I ultimately, I just think that teams are just more globalized. Yeah. yeah they're just scouting better than ever. All right. Well, we are brought to you all by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a very long time and can help you find the right home loan for you because Mike is a certified financial planner. So it's not just about getting a good rate. It's about finding what fits with your financial picture. He'll go in and, and make sure you're all covered, getting all of the good stuff there. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com where you get a free consultation and your chance to win some free DNVR merch or call Virginia directly at 303 257 Five seven eight. Even if you already own your own home, there's a good chance you can make the bubble work for you by doing things like having your mortgage insurance. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, mortgage insurance. Uh, you can use that to refinance and make the bubble again work for you. Uh, again, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. When you get into your new home, Go hit up Hassle Cattle Company. Get yourself some delicious steaks for dinner. You can get their burgers if that's your thing. The Wagyu is delicious. It makes it cook so nicely with that marbled fat in there. It's really just amazing, amazing meat. Uh, but you can also get ribeyes or sirloins or fillets or whatever you want as far as steak is concerned. And you get 15% off right now for the holidays when you use code DNVR15. So hit up Hassle Cattle Company com before it's too late get yourself some delicious dinners and of course brought to you all by green mountain dental group the best family dentist in the denver metro area just 15 minutes from downtown over in lakewood you can get a free sonicare toothbrush when you get a cleaning x-ray and exam with them so go take care of your teeth and they'll help you do that at home with the free sonicare toothbrush they're super good at what they do, and they're very kind and will remind you of when you have events coming up with them so you don't miss any of your appointments. Uh, all right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Any questions you pick it out, AJ, or do you want me to just keep going here? Um, Toss another one. I'll see if I can find one that I really like. Okay, because a lot of these, a lot of these are, what do you do about all the free agents at the end of the year, and who do you who do you want to see the Avs trade for at the deadline? Yeah, and it's like it's hard to really provide yeah. that answer this it's, early. It's Sorry, genuinely everybody. fascinating to me that when we're in the summer, everybody wants to know what the lines are going to be during the year, and then when we're during in the season, everybody wants to know who they're going to sign in the summer. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants to talk about right now. <laughs> right now, don't matter unless it's yeah. the playoffs, basically, and yeah. you're in them. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Let's go with. I guess we'll talk about this one. Uh, pretty simple one. What is up with the PK? Goaltending. Yeah, number one. The what's one of hockey's oldest adages? Your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer. Yep. It's not happening right now. What happened? Look, look at what happened last night. They give up a goal that Kemper, you know, we didn't love it from Kemper. I know there were some people who were like, what can he do about that? But, you know, there's always that one guy who says that about every single goal. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you see, he, he settled in and made some nice saves later on. You just need saves. Like, 
if you go and you dig into the the numbers, like the 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 chances that they give up, the shots that they give up, the expected goals, and all the all the metrics that that you can compare PKs, Colorado's is okay. It's not great, but the biggest thing that they're not getting is help from the goaltending. They're just they're not getting saved. They're they're the three areas of the team that are just the worst right now is the goals against the expected. Uh, or the uh, the PK and uh, just your your like general scoring yeah. chances, I would say uh, against. And two of those, you're just you just wrap them up in goaltending. It, it just has to be. It just has to be better. It, if you get you certainly can't separate out the goaltending from everything else. Yeah, it it just has too big of a just has too big of an impact on on what you do, who you you know who you are, how successful you are at doing any of the stuff you want to try and do. Uh, so. All right. Next one from Patrick. How much of this onslaught of goals is a product of puck luck or a team finding their offensive groove? Uh, conversely, is our defensive woes more on the forwards not helping back check or defense over committing, which opens up the backdoor passes? Um, look, I'll go to my grave saying the Avs scoring at this rate is not sustainable, <laughs> but it is if it keeps happening, great. <laughs> like somebody tweeted at me and did ask, like, are we not making enough of the run that they're on? And I would say yes. You and I have spent so much time saying. This is not sustainable that we've sort of forgotten to just be like. It's actually insane how many goals they've scored in the last 13 games. Yeah. Like only one other team has done this in the last 30 years. Like had this kind of insane, unbelievable high scoring run. We have absolutely not given it its proper due for it just being fucking nuts. The fact that half of it came without Nathan McKinnon, it just doesn't make any sense. I understand that they were playing, that they played a string of not very good teams and some not great goaltending situations, but you know what? All the other teams get to play those teams too and don't do this shit. Yep. So it's insane what they've been doing. Let's live in a world where I believe this is sustainable for a second. It kind of, so historically speaking, this last 13 games and all that, no. But where the abs are at on the whole, when you consider the whole season, it's just it's it's been done. It, now the, the it's four mostly goals like game, the 1980s Oilers. It's and, not <laughs> though. It's the 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 2018 Lightning uh, had a shooting percentage and a goals per game right where the Abs are right now. What now their goals their, their goals, goals per, per game, game is is quite a bit higher. Um, yeah, but their shooting percentage, their actual just shooting percentage. It's it's the highest in the NHL, but it's also not like out of the realm of possibility that a team does this. Both the 2009 and 2010 caps and the 2018-19 Tampa Bay Lightning had similar shooting percentages to what this Avs team does right now across an entire season and are two of the highest scoring teams in the last since the lockout. Sure. Since 05. So that's that's kind of the measuring stick because it's not fair to compare them to a team in 1992. It just isn't. It's just a different league. Yeah. So maybe you can talk about the shooting percentage being sustainable. Yeah. I I don't believe that the number of goals getting scored is, but it I, they're not, at like four point two right now per game, and the other teams that were the, the those two teams that I named were at like three point yeah. like eight five and. So I'm still not, a pretty big gap. Not saying it's impossible that this team could keep it up at 
over four goals per game, but it would be pretty monumental to do that in the modern NHL. Yeah. It would, it like, would be across 82 games would be yeah. insane. Like they, them, about this is the greatest offense maybe ever. If they did it, that, it would be, it would be insane. Especially when you consider like, it's, it's not even the forwards that are doing it. If right. you look the at abs, it, the abs are leading in defensive scoring. <laughs> They're just crushing the rest. Well, of the you, you open up a box score. If you go to NHL.com right now and you open up a box score and you just Vegas beat Dallas last night, five to four. Okay. I'm opening up this, but I haven't actually looked at this. So this is literally it's me just doing box this. score. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Vegas got two, four, they got six points out of their defense and Dallas got four. So this was yeah. probably a bad example. Um, But that's a, that's a ton of production each team got from their defense. Right. Yep. You open up you open up Colorado's from last night. They score they scored seven goals and they got two, four, five, six. They got seven points out of their defense. Well, six because Curtis McDermott was playing forward. Sure. So they get six points. They get six points out of their defense on a night where they score seven goals. Okay. Now go back through go back through any of those three teams' box scores and see which one of these happens. But the abs it happens regularly. Right. <laughs> You look, you look at how their defense is producing. Yep. And you look, look, Kale McCarr is 23 points in 20 games. Devon Taves is 17 points in 14 games. Sam Gerrard is the bum here with 14 points in 21 games. Let me repeat that Sam Gerrard is the bum of that group by a lot. And he's on pace for a 48 point season. I mean, you're even talking about accessory pieces. Obviously, Byram, when he's healthy, nine points in 13 games. Right. EJ has quietly pushed up to the double-digit point mark with 10 points in 23 games. This for... is prime EJ level of production. Yeah. We were like, we'll take 10 or 15 points out of Eric Johnson. Dude's on a 35-point pace right now. So. Jack Johnson has five points. <laughs> and if you watch Jack Johnson do anything with the puck, you're like, how does he have any? <laughs> so it's just, it's, it really is incredible how productive their defense has been. And it's, it's the top guys. It's those top three guys that are, and, and Byram. Yep. It's really those four guys. Like, cause when healthy Byram has been insane. These guys are, they're producing essentially the kind of production that you either get out of a top line or a second line. You don't need a third line of forwards that give you points if you have a defense that is another second line for you. <laughs> it's fucking broken, man. <laughs> I, I have no argument to that. Kale McCarr is... I wonder how many like top-line forwards Kale McCarr is outproducing this year because I'll bet it's a bunch. Devon Taves is outproducing Andre Burakovsky. <laughs> It's, it's it's totally nuts. Yep, it's it's and ridiculous. then truly. By the way, you have your third line center. It's giving you nine points in fourteen games this year. <laughs> Not bad. Not you bad. Know, you know how we're always like, oh, this has got to stop at some point. It's because it's it's unheard of. This doesn't happen <laughs> when teams score like this. It's because like five dudes, 
usually four of them are four words, <laughs> are just insanely good. Yep. And instead, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. You know the guy, the the guy that that nobody has really talked about too much. This, I mean, I say that, but I keep talking about him. But right now, eighty-two game point pace for for Gabe Landeskog. If he play, if he were to play eighty-two games and he kept up this point pace, you know how many points he would have this year? Nope, hundred and one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I feel every time that I drop one of these stats, I'm telling you, I feel like that David Blaine video where I just look at the camera. (laughs) And the NHL is just screaming at me. Stop putting orange soda in our bodies. (laughs) It's so ridiculous, man. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous, the run that they're on right now. It, It really is. It's incredibly fun. And the fact that we're kind of being Debbie Downers being like, this can't continue. And we just keep expecting it to end every night has probably stolen us of some has stolen some of the joy of just watching it from some of us. But dude, it's insane. It truly is insane. It really, it, it really is. And, and I, you know, I've tried to make a point of that in my videos too, as, as much as I don't believe it's sustainable. Take a minute and recognize you're watching something special happen right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, is Devon Taves going to score 80 points this year? <laughs> Before the season started, you would have been like, bro, come on. But right now, like, it's still like, bro, come on. But you're also like, it's 17 points in 14 games. What's going on here? Yep. So it's it's been an absolute blast. Uh, we do have to wrap this one up. You go check out our Nuggets pregame. But if you have any final question you wanted to hit, AJ, fire away. But uh, Somebody asked me about Nick Paul, and I would just like to say uh, why. He's he's a great defensive player, but uh, he's it's the same thing as Tyson Jost at this point. Sure, um, a really good defensive. He doesn't win enough faceoffs for me to be like, oh, he can at least be that specialist for you. It's you know, he doesn't he doesn't do anything offensively. His defense is great, but it's at the same level as Tyson Jost's. So I would say ne- like no, I'm. I'm good the the difference would be he's a lot bigger than tyson jost um but he's not really that much more physical so yeah okay well on that note we're gonna get out of here we appreciate all y'all helping out with asking questions and doing this weird show where this one had to be late but you know where you can find us like and subscribe here on youtube we'll be back tomorrow with pre-game and post-game that will be jesse blaze and i i believe you're you're at the game right aj uh we're figuring that out but okay. there will be a pregame of three of us it will be me it will be blaze it will be one of jesse and aj yeah so tune in for the pregame the post game keep your eyes uh eyes peeled eyes posted we got some other stuff coming up i believe our next watch along is the 19th for people interested in those so yeah Tampa Bay. yep should be a fun one that's we the hope. 18th Is it the 18th? No. All right. Well, I'm bad at days. Hope to see you all in the next one. Until then, we will talk to you all later.